0: Hey Adam, guess what time it is?
1: It's time to crack the customer code. Welcome to episode 45 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Adam Taporic and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Jeannie Walters. Today we are going to discuss the customer effort score. Is it the best single customer experience metric or not? Now, Jeannie, let me ask you.
0: Do you find talking to me to be an effort? What's your what's your effort rating? <laughs> uh geez there's no good way to answer that adam (laughs) and continue this podcast actually there is the answer
1: is no that would be the good way to answer it (laughs) but you're too honest for that i see
0: i am i have trouble lying to you
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) well on that note before we get into our topic why don't we hear a little bit from our sponsor service strategies
0: fantastic we all know that customer experience is hot But are you taking advantage of its huge potential to make your services business more prominent and profitable? Join Service Strategies for an informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. You'll learn how to create customer success while generating profitable revenue for your services business. The workshop is part of the Service Industry Summit event which brings together leaders from companies like Cisco, Dell, and others to discuss the challenges of a changing service landscape. Visit servicestrategies.com to learn more.
1: And if you're interested in changing the landscape of your business, why don't you try reaching business leaders or CX professionals by sponsoring this podcast. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. Now, Jeannie, I'm going to embrace my Southern roots here and say something. Uh Uh-oh. Careful. Business folks (laughs) love them some metrics.
0: They do. We Yeah, we see that over and over. They love those numbers.
1: And customer experience pros are no exception. Now, as you know, people can get a little funny about these things. There's like camps, right? You know, which Mm -hmm. metric is better, which metric serves which purpose. And it can get almost like sports teams. And I know you're (laughs) you're into
0: sports. I am. I'm a, a fan.
1: A fan, yes you are. You're a are you a rabbit fan?
0: Uh when it comes to certain teams, sure. Yeah. Nope. I love my Cubs and I love the Mizzou Tigers, even though they don't always win very much.
1: <laughs> no ever. team always wins. <laughs> no, no, no team always wins unless they're called Ronda Rousey. but so here's the thing people get very passionate about these metrics so we're going to talk about one of those metrics right now which is the customer effort score now Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the customer effort score but I am never a fan of single metrics so we're going to talk about how that sort of plays into the whole experience of creating customer experience but let's talk a little bit about what the customer effort score is and what it measures so it's a single question metric just like NPS and it's changed. The modern the Customer Effort Score 2.0 is now this. The company made it easy for me to handle my issue. Mm-hmm. It's that statement. It's got your standard seven point scale, strongly disagree, all the way to strongly agree. Now, the Customer Effort Score was created by the Customer Executive, Corporate Executive Board, excuse me, uh, the CEB, uh, back in 2000. Well, I'm not sure when they created it, but they sort of launched it with a Harvard Business Review article back in 2010. And that original question was, how much effort did you personally have to put forth to handle your request? (laughs) Now, right. So what I like about it is, you know, we talked about surprise and delight. Yep. And there's some research out there that says surprise and delight doesn't matter if the basic experience isn't good. Right. And effort and hassle factor, which I love to talk about, are such huge parts of making the effort, sorry, making the experience good.
0: Well, and I think we all know this from a very personal perspective, because whenever you think back, if somebody says, what was one of your worst experiences as a customer? It's always the times when you have to put in all the effort as a customer, right, to get something resolved. You have to call multiple times. When you call, they can't do anything about it. You get the incorrect bill (laughs) five months in a row, (laughs) even though you keep calling to correct it. All of that is what stands out to people just from an anecdotal standpoint. So you think about tying numbers to that so you can actually track this overall. I think it's really, really important for any organization to really understand this metric. But to your point, it's not the only thing to watch.
1: Well, because the hassle factor, you know, you talked about being transferred like Mm -hmm. a number of times or having to call back. You know, it's really fun which we all love, is when you do it and you have to start over. Isn't that the best?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) That's my (laughs) favorite. That's
1: everyone's favorite. (laughs) All right, well, according to CEB, they say the CES is 1.8 times (laughs) 1.8 1.8 <laughs> more predictive of customer loyalty than CSAT, which is a customer satisfaction score. Mm-hmm. And they say it's two times more predictive than net promoter score. Now, there's been some other research that says net promoters sort of track CES and all that. But what's interesting about all these metrics, first of all, I'll, I'll say this, I'm going to I'm going to stake my claim for the metrics. And here is my claim. If you look at any single metric and that's all you do, you are a fool.
0: Yes, okay. I
1: wholeheartedly agree. I'm going, and I don't use strong language like that. I'm just going to say it outright. <laughs> now, look, we need metrics. Everybody loves metrics because it's hard to, you know, take 50,000 surveys to the CEO. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it just doesn't work. So, you know, we're always going to distill things down the metrics. But when you look at NPS, CES, CSAT, all these things, you've got to know what to do with them next.
0: Yeah. And that's where I see a lot of organizations fall down. And sometimes they become, well, our, our, friend Raj from eBay talked a lot about how you become so obsessed with the metrics that you are actually not doing anything for the customers. You're just doing things to make the metric go up or down exactly. and, and celebrate like 0.1% increase instead of really looking at, okay, why are we still not doing great with customer effort or with NPS or with satisfaction? I mean, anything that you're tracking is important, but I think that when you look at overall, we're all human beings. And it's a very human experience to be a customer. And if you are not really paying attention to those human moments and to those those human stories, then you're going to miss opportunities to improve the experience for everyone. Um, so I think it's really easy for companies to get really obsessed with dashboards and these one metrics. And they don't necessarily tell the whole story. And we also have to remember that humans don't always answer in the way that is truthful to their experience. Not because they're trying to deceive you; sometimes they are, but also because they we're irrational, and sometimes we say one thing and we behave a different way, or we have an experience and we describe it one way, and it's not really the case. Who does that? No. I know. No.
1: <laughs> well, you know, if you look at let's use customer effort score, okay. Mm-hmm. It only tells you a part of the tale it's a very transactional question right it's about how much effort uh did you experience or the company made it easy easy for me to handle my issue that doesn't ask how you feel about the company right okay right. that's that's a transactional metric now nps can be either transactional or relational so i am likely you know the likelihood to recommend a friend or family you know i'm whatever i can't even remember the, the actual phrasing of the question but how, how likely are you to recommend blank to a friend or family now that could be based on that experience which is transactional or be based on the company but in neither case does it tell you why
0: right and i also think that it really depends on context again because some b2b clients when they are reaching out to customers month after month after month and saying would you recommend us on a scale from one to ten they're getting kind of the same rote response because the experience hasn't changed the experience that they said they gave a six last month, they might do it again just because it hasn't changed. So they're not really doing anything with that information. And actually it could be degrading the relationship they have if that's the only interaction they're having um, besides billing them, you know? (laughs) So I, and in my experience, I had a a situation, let's call it. (laughs) I would not call it one issue. I would call it a horrible journey (laughs) (laughs) because I, a couple years ago, I ordered a grill for a deck uh, for Father's Day for my husband. And I ordered it ahead time, was told it was going to be delivered. And of course, a few days before, got the message that it had just been sent out and it was going to arrive on Monday after Father's Day. So I had to give him the picture, you know which is lame. And then I had paid for them to set it up. Um, because I didn't want to have it arrive on a bo- in a box and have me set it up. So when they delivered it, the guy literally took the box to the back deck and left it. And I said, wait, wait, wait. I paid for it to set up. And he looks at his clipboard or whatever, and he says, well, I don't have a record of that. Sorry, we- we're not doing that today. Walks off. I'm trying to find the number to call from this big store. I called like three different numbers because they kept saying, oh, no, this is the wrong number. You've got to call our parts people no no you've got to call our repair people you've got to call our delivery finally I get somebody to come out several days later and set it up we go to use it for the first time and guess what it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) so I have to call back I'm super annoyed by this point this is like a week into this process the they send out a repair guy and what he said has always stuck with me because basically he said this happens all the time when they set it up they forget to like connect one of the things. And he said, oh, yeah, I am I do like four of these a day because they set it up wrong. So everybody knew what the root cause of this problem was, and yet they were not doing anything about it. So if I had been asked this question, I would be like, yeah, it was a lot of effort, but it's not just one thing. And they kept sending me satisfaction surveys after quote-unquote transactions, but I was like, it's not done. <laughs> you are not done. <laughs> and so I think... That's a good example of you never quite know what's underneath this unless you really look at, okay, what's causing these numbers and what can we do about it and talk to people like, hey, service repair guy, what are you seeing? Because he might be able to tell you a lot more in a shorter period than doing surveys for two years and then finally figuring out like, oh... Has anyone noticed that we send service guys out for the same issue?
1: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the service guy's not going to tell you because he's like, well,
0: they keep screwing up. That's why I have a job. That's really all I do.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're I mean, right. I mean, you got to get that feedback. Yeah. But, and, and that's the you know, they always talk about the 360 feedback. And uh, I know a company mm-hmm. named 360 Connects. Do I, you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, and that stuff's important because when you look at even you, you mentioned context, you look at customer effort score. Okay, well, there's some argument to say customer effort is valued differently by different people. So you look at what's called time-rich, cash-poor, mm-hmm. and cash-rich, time-poor. Right. Okay, so if you're cash-rich, time-poor, meaning you have no time, you're busy, and you've got, you'd rather just throw some funds at your problems mm-hmm. in general, well, customer effort, you know, any, any type of effort, any type of hassle, you're going to be more sensitive to than somebody who's the opposite. Right. Who has a lot more time, but doesn't have cash. And they're like, they're worried about, well, are you going to pay for this? Or are you going to refund it? And just that, that one sort of differentiator there can really affect how customer effort is viewed.
0: Right. And right. you've got
1: that across all these metrics and all these things. So the basic premise, I think, is to do everything all the time. <laughs>
0: To measure everything? I know, I'm kidding.
1: Of course, so you've got to find what's right for your business and Mm -hmm. finding, you know, I know one company that does a lot of transactional stuff, they never do the relational. Right. like, well, you know, how do people feel about your company as a whole and your brand? Because that is one transaction Mm -hmm. within a lot of transactions, as you pointed out, or part of a multi-stage transaction as you experienced with that company.
0: Right. Which had
1: lots of layers and levels and went on forever. And I had that with my bank. I tried to get a, chain like i was selling my house oh my god (laughs) i literally was on the phone in my driveway for an hour and a half one time because i I had no reception in the house so i couldn't leave the car (laughs) i'm literally on with the bank for an hour and a half (laughs) my wife actually drove by me parked went in looked at me i like waved i like pointed to the phone (laughs) goes in i'm still in the driveway she leaves again like bye oh my gosh
0: (laughs) And meanwhile your neighbors are like he's always in the car. We don't get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So and that you know but that was like call number 7. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I finally got to I thought maybe possibly hopefully the right person. And yeah. I was not, you know, pry him from my cold dead fingers. Yeah. You know, I was like there's no way I'm disconnecting this call.
0: Right. And I've had that with my mobile carriers. I mean, they're notorious for not really having all the answers when you call. So then you get transferred and then somebody else. And it's, it's really, we, we kind of have become a culture as customers where we gear up, you know, we're like ready for a battle when we have some of these issues, because we know that it's going to require so much effort from us. And you actually brought up a great point about, uh, you know, what do you value as a customer? Now, if you are again, a B2B situation where some of them have, service plans that they pay for. So they pay to get better service when they have an issue. So that means that their expectations are a lot higher that they will not have to put in the effort to get something resolved. So when it does happen, even a little bit, they're going to rate that higher as like their effort. They're going to say, it took way too much effort for me to get this resolved, even if it didn't take as much as you know, Joe Schmo off the street because they're paying for it. So the expectations are there. So context around these numbers and who is actually responding to these questions and providing these metrics, that's incredibly important to understand. So you understand what the expectations are when they walk in the door.
1: Absolutely. And I think if when you look at effort I could say this and, you know, not to drop the book in here, but, you know, in Be Your Customer's Hero, I have the seven service triggers, which are the things I've found that people, customers just react to because they've had so many bad experiences. And mm-hmm. number three is being hassled. Yep. And it's truly, when you look at customer effort, I think the one takeaway I always have is it always matters. There's no one it doesn't matter to. It just matters different levels in different contexts. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much safely say, that customer effort and hassle is always important in any customer journey, in any customer service situation, and it's something you should be mindful of. And, you know, we sort of started off with, is it the best metric? Well, I don't think there is a best metric, so let's go yeah. ahead and say, because I think, as we've t- discussed in this conversation, they all have their tools, and right. they all have a place in the toolbox. That's like asking, is a hammer better than a screwdriver?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, right? Yeah, it depends screwed- what you're right. trying to do. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I also think that metrics are great at shining a spotlight on something to look into in a deeper way, but a lot of people skip that step and just worry about the metric. So I totally agree. And I think that we basically have to just look at uh, every point that we can to make sure that we're delivering the best experience for customers over and over and over again and... My grill finally works. And that's really what matters to me.
1: <laughs> I think what matters to Mike is he didn't have to set it up.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> After Father's Day, so bad. Anyway. Perfect. So
1: our final lesson is just don't hassle people. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's really. <laughs> it seems so obvious, doesn't it? It took us like 16 <laughs> minutes to say it, but just basically quit hassling
1: customers and you're good.
0: And and what do you think? Of course, we'd love to know. So please give us a shout out at thecustomercode at gmail.com or give us a call, 470-223-CODE. Thanks for listening to episode 45 of Crack the Customer Code.
1: And head on over to crackthecustomercode.com for all of our shows and the show notes. And a big thanks to our sponsor, Service Strategies, for supporting this podcast. Make sure to check out their informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. Go to servicestrategies.com for more details.
0: And please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, we'd love your comments in a review. And we also love seeing our listeners share the podcast with their friends, neighbors, networks. Share the love.
1: Share, share, share. (laughs) Okay, well, I am Adam Toporek. And you can connect with me, find out about more, uh, excuse me, more about our customer service workshops and my book, Be Your Customer's Hero at CustomersThatStick.com.
0: And I'm Jeannie Walters. Read my blog, sign up for customer experience webinars, and connect with me at 360connect.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.
1: And take care of your
0: customers.